On today's show, we're going through the Western Conference to see where the Mavericks stand. Are they a top four team? Will they have home court advantage next season? Way too early power rankings from us. But more importantly, if your life is on the line and you need a Maverick to make a three-point shot, who's taking it for you? Justin Anderson, Dwight Powell, Josh Richardson, Boban, or Eric Dampier? Coming up next, we'll give you our answer. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Maxie's been an inspiration to everyone. I mean, I think from the from the day I got to Dallas and as a kid, he's always been a role. He's always been a great role model. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs. Com. The Summer League Sovereign Saint. And one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, I'm just super bummed because we don't have a Summer League game to break down today. So you're I'm such kinda... a cur- you're such a Summer League curmudgeon. Like I'm kind of <laughs> glad we didn't go because you've just been walking around going, "This is so dumb. None of these players will play in the NBA." <laughs> Can we go pull a slot again? Can we go somewhere uh, else? In the cold open, I we want to go see question. Blue Man. <laughs> Celine Dion, is she still... Uh, Britney's conservation... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> in, in the, oh, God. In the, in the cold open, we asked the question, if your life depended on it. This was on, oh on via Reddit. If your life depended on it, three-point shot for your life, who would you pick? Boban, Dwight Powell, Josh Richardson, Justin Anderson, or Eric Dampier? <laughs> Justin Anderson, by the way, making an appearance in Summer League right now for the Rockets. Oh, I didn't even know that. He's really? playing for the Rockets. Yeah, they just finished a game we were, were recording uh, on Thursday night. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's he's not. No. Brandon Knight is playing in the Summer League. <laughs> Michael Beasley <laughs> is playing in the Summer Unlocked League. On, Unlocked on NBA did a power ranking. The Michael Beasley All-Stars, the most like 10 most like WTF players that are still playing in Summer League. Kenneth right Fareed <laughs> is playing. On my life, on my life, I would pick Boban. <laughs> I think I would take Dwight, honestly. We've seen Dwight nail like 10 threes in a row in practice at times. That's why like, I would take it. We've seen Dwight nail threes. It's not that he can't do it, but yeah. Yeah, if, yeah Dwight, if it's just wide, like it's just wide open, nothing. But if it's in a game, I would take Boban. Okay. Yeah. I'm tired of thinking about this question. <laughs> All right. We're going to go through the Western Conference look through the teams and see where do the Mavericks stand right now in the regular season. And then going into the playoffs, we'll kind of combine the two there, but we will also talk about Josh green. We heard from Josh green. He spoke to the media. It was pretty interesting. Uh, a couple of things there with the reason why he didn't play in summer league. He talked about that and gave us a reason. And then also he got a very special question asked. Uh, and I'll just say the vibes are immaculate. Jalen Brunson made an appearance. So you're going to not going to want to miss that in the third segment. Uh, the clip of Brunson asking uh, Josh Green a question. I thought it was hilarious. So, uh, but let's Brunson writing for Moneyball or <laughs> smoking Cuban. <laughs> There's a bunch of spots open all the time. <laughs> Uh, let's focus on the let's focus on the Western Conference right now. So we can start looking at some of these teams, and let's just start like 
I don't know. Should we start crossing them off? How do you want to do this? Well, I I think the narrative comes or why we're doing this, because I think there is a category of Mavs fans right now that is is playing the positivity card, right? Like, we look at this team who took the Clippers to seven games. Kawhi, it took the God performance from Kawhi for them to, you sure. know, to beat the Mavericks in seven games. They're bringing back basically that same team, but they're adding Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown and like, well, KP healthy offseason, take a drink <laughs> and like all of that. So, like, there's a world that you can sit and have this dialogue and this conversation of saying, well, dang, the Mavericks are going to be better next year. Like, look at this. Now, how much better? I, that's up for debate. But we think the additions did make them better. And Nick's been saying the 10%, you know, so much of like, hey, they, they're 10% better, not, you know, and 30, 40% that, like a Kyle Lowry or something. I've seen maybe. people on Twitter say the Mavericks are 10% better. They would have beat the Clippers. And I kind of agree with them. They got to a game seven. Yeah, so if they are better, and if this is the team that they take into the season, then where the, where do they stack up in the West with all the different tra- trades and Westbrook and all the stuff that has changed throughout the West? Where are they right now? And I think that's the that's important to kind of distinguish. So let's take a look at this this uh, the standings right here from last season. Uh, we can't see the Timberwolves or the Thunder or the Rockets on it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't think any of those teams are. All right, there you go. You can see a little bit more, but. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we're looking at the standings, and it go it went Jazz, Suns, Nuggets, Clippers, Mavericks at five, tied with the Blazers and Lakers. They had that three way tie that was crazy at the end of the season. Remember? Uh, then Memphis, the Warriors, the Spurs, the Pelicans, Kings, Timberwolves, and on down. Uh, the other two that won't make any noise, I don't think. So of those teams, did any? Let's just start with this. Did any team improve dramatically? Where you think that they're gonna they're gonna be way higher than where they are right now? Okay, well, shocking here, but I did tears. So uh, for for the West going into next season, and you know this pains me to say this, but I don't think there's – the Lakers have to be number one. Now, I think the only debate in that is if you think the Lakers are in a category by themselves or do you think the or do you think that first category is 3 to 4 teams so the thing because, that the thing that's hard with this is are we just going regular season record are we going who's the best team because i'm doing record yeah if we're just doing regular season record then i would put the lakers on a tier below the jazz and like the suns because those below yeah because this hold up <laughs> am i am i sitting here saying that I think the Lakers will have a better record than what you think they will? Think about this Lakers team and this roster. They're going to be sitting guys games, right? Like, they But have, they have three they dudes now that, like, they're going to, like, they'll, they'll be great in the regular season. They will be. I, yeah, they will. But they don't have young guys that they can rely on for spurts. They have all these old guys. I guess Anthony Davis is their young guy, but he's hurt a lot. So I, I'm. Don't you be disrespecting Malik Monk. I'm putting some, I'm putting some. Taylor Horton Tucker is the <laughs> next whoever. I mean, he's star. got a poster at summer league, Isaac. He's a, he's a poster on the wall at summer. Does league. he really? He does. Yeah. They always do that oh with like, God. they did that for like Caruso and players. Just any player that's a rotation player in the NBA that played in summer league, they'll put them on a poster, especially if they played for the Lakers. But I, okay, put, I just put Lakers, them a step step below, right? Like if, if the Suns and Jazz are going to win 60 games next year, the Lakers win like 55, 58, right? Like it's not – they'll lose some games due I, to attrition. Yeah. I guess so. I So for me, it's the, the top group is four teams. 
It's the Lakers, Suns, Jazz, and Warriors. I think it's, uh, for me, it's very clear. Those are the top four. And it's just, for, I think the only debate for me is if, is if the Lakers are in a category by themselves. I just think that I, Westbrook, LeBron, Anthony Davis, those three guys with some surrounding pieces will, will result in an incredible regular season record. I have big time doubts come to playoffs. I don't think they're winning the finals next year, but regular season, I think they'll ha- they'll have a great record. So these are the teams that we think are going to be in the top. I, I tend to agree with you on those teams. Uh, the Nuggets. Did, did you only have three? Well, I mean, if, we're gonna, if we're going to put them in that big of a group, then yeah, I'll put the Lakers up there with them. Uh, if okay. we're going to if we're going to rank them like one to four, I would put the Lakers three then on this list. But if we're going to put them in tiers, then yeah, Jazz, Suns, Lakers, Warriors. That seems to be the top. Um, the Warriors are going to be interesting. Can they just get back to where they were? Are they just going to be as good as they were? Yes. They were a pretty good def- like defensive team last year. They just need some offense. And so is Clay going to be able to give that to him? He's he's been out for a long time. Big questions with them, but I think that that's a an interesting way to start. Are the Mavericks just underneath this team, this tier? Yeah. So, okay. This is this is where I can hear the argument for both. I don't think that they're in. I've seen some people. I've seen like Kevin O'Connor at the at the Ringer. Him and like Bill Simmons. I think tiered the West a couple weeks ago, and they put the Mavericks in a tier all by themselves right after that top group. I don't think the Mavericks did enough to put themselves in a tier by themselves as the clear fifth place team. I still put the Mavericks, Nuggets, Clippers, and Blazers in that second tier by themselves. And we'll discuss that and talk about where they stand. Should they be better than that? I'll make a case that they should be coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a new product that you are going to want to hear about, especially if you deal with you know sweating profusely, if you deal with uh, pit stains, if you deal with just a, a lot of different stuff like that where you're having to choose between colors of clothing, you're having to choose between types of clothing just because of the amount of sweat that you have, especially Holy cow, especially in Dallas, Texas, where it's 100 degrees like every single day. You are not going to want to have to deal with just sweat and changing. I have to change clothes like twice a day if I go on a simple walk uh, with the um, – if I go on like a simple walk with my with my dog. And so <laughs> sweat block is the thing for you. They are wipes. They work for up to seven days per use. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended. You get a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. Wear what you want to wear. Your little secret to confidence is Sweatblock. You can wear what you want to wear now, and it's a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. So go to Sweatblock.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, capital L and capital O on on. Or go to Amazon or CVS. You can get Sweatblock. They're wipes. They have deodorant. They have all kinds of different stuff. Sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Also, I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the best place to put some money down on sports. You can go and bet on preseason football if you're super into it. If you really loved seeing Jerry Jones eat a McGriddle with extra, extra salt on it, and you're like, oh, man, that's a good, great sign for the uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Go ahead and put some money down on the Cowboys if you want to. Uh, that was a hard knocks reference. They have uh, all kinds of odds right now in the first preseason game. So on Saturday, the Dallas Cowboys play the Arizona Cardinals. One and a half point underdog for the Dallas Cowboys. I have no idea how to determine these preseason games because hardly anybody plays, especially no. the first one. Uh, but the over under is 38 and a half total points. 
uh, on there. So that one's, that's pretty interesting. If you want to put some money down on that, use the promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get back into our tiers. So we talked about these top tier teams. The Jazz, the Suns, the Lakers, and the Warriors. We both kind of agreed that in the regular season, those are going to be the best teams. They they largely didn't change the Jazz and the Suns. They kind of got a little bit better. They brought a bunch of their guys back. The Lakers, like, blended everything all up and just changed it up. Got Russell Westbrook, who will help them in the regular season for sure. They're not going to be back down here again. They're not going to be a just, you know, 12 games above 500 team. The Golden State Warriors getting Klay Thompson back, a couple of the additions that they made, that team should be back up there as well in the regular season. Yeah, and I mean, the Warriors, we all know they're just setting on a trade to happen too. Even without a trade, I think they're they're still going to be a really good regular season team, but they have the pieces to go get another, you know, really good player too. So for Dallas, it's putting them in that tier with the Nuggets, Clippers, and Blazers. We know the Nuggets situation with Jamal Murray. We know the Kawhi, you know, situation with you know the Clippers. What is happening with Damian Lillard for Portland? This is my question for you. And you you guys know I, I am so positive all the time. And so this isn't a positive, you know, versus negative type of thing. It's a realistic question. Are we sure the Mavericks, would you bet your life on it that the Mavericks would ha- will have a better record than the Denver Nuggets without Jamal Murray? So here's my case that the Mavericks will be better than this tier. And I think that they should be above them. This Mavericks team was five games worse than them. They had they had Jamal Murray last year for a little bit. Clippers had Kawhi Leonard. Now they had injuries and stuff like that. But the Mavericks had that two month or a month and a half of COVID that they dealt with. That really was yep. brutal on the Mavericks. If you if you, you know, don't remember, they also have had Kristaps Porzingis healthy for the first time. <laughs> which I think will be good going into the season. That did now for, for all that we joke about that and that we drink every time that Cuban or Nico or Jason Kidd or anybody says that because it's funny at this point now, uh, it is going to matter at the beginning of the season, which I think will help the Mavericks as well. Uh, Luca, hopefully the, hopefully the Mavericks get a secondary creator, but even without that, I think the additions that they made will just make them a little bit better, a little bit deeper and will help in the regular season. Hopefully Brunson a year older, a a little bit better, ready to take that next step. I think he really got punched in the face during the playoffs where he just at times couldn't play and really struggled. And so I wonder if he's going to really take that to heart and really come out swinging next. And also hearing all this stuff about a secondary creator. I wonder if he's hearing all this stuff and saying, why can't I be that guy? There's people in YouTube comments right now. Yesterday, I was reading some comments that said, why can't Jalen Brunson be that guy for the Mavericks? Now, there's different reasons why he hasn't shown that he can be that guy yet, but if he takes a leap forward, if he takes the next step, we talked about Fred Van Vliet, we've talked about Kyle Lowry, like their trajectory in their careers, Brunson is kind of on that path with the stats that he's had. If he takes that next leap this season, he could become that guy. And so if he does, then all of a sudden it changes the calculus for the Mavericks. Now, we're not banking on that, but... I think that COVID streak and then all the other stuff that the Mavericks dealt with, injuries and otherwise, is enough for at least six wins or so if these teams are going to be about the same, which they should be. Well, you just took my whole argument of I was I was going to ask a question a little bit after we finished the rest of the West of hey, who's the who's the team that can far you know exceed the expectations or their tier? And I bias aside, I think it's the Dallas Mavericks because of everything that you just said. I think that's the like if the Mavericks are in that top four, if they're three or four in the West next year and they just have this incredible record and because it's no COVID, KP's back healthy and all that, 
that then I'm not going to be like shocked either. So, and that's the reason you laid out, laid out all those reasons. I just don't want us to, I don't want fans to go into next season with this just blanket expectation of Denver doesn't have Murray. The Clippers don't have Kawhi. So therefore we're guaranteed to be over them. And I just think that's dangerous because we've seen a Clippers team go to the conference finals basically without Kawhi. We've seen, a, you know, like this Denver team, like you're going to tell me like Will Barton's back healthy with Michael Porter Jr. If he takes the leap with Aaron Gordon, they have the MVP in Nikola Jokic. Monty Morris isn't bad. Like they're still going to be a really good team, even without Jamal Murray. So I just don't want us to walk in the next season saying, all right, well, we're guaranteed over those guys because that's a, they're, those are really good teams. And I, yeah, I don't want to go down the KP route, but like, we are banking on him being fully healthy, but if he's not, then that's the, you know, that's the thing hindering Dallas. Too. That's a negative, and, and that's a, that's a con. A pro, there's pros and cons, and that would be a con for sure. I just think that the Mavericks are coming in in a better position than those teams. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be better. I thought the Mavericks would be better than both the Suns and the Jazz last year, right? Like I think I had them like six, seven, yeah, on my, and I had the Mavericks, I think five or four or something like that, and so. uh but I had the Lakers higher as well. I had the Blazers, I think, fourth because I thought that that team with the addition of Robert Covington, I thought that team was going to be better. There's always these teams that rise and fall in a way that we yeah. don't expect. But this is where it stacks up right now. So maybe the Clippers are way better without Kawhi. Maybe they're not dealing with having to figure out, is he playing? Is he not playing? That makes him better. They played really well in the playoffs. Maybe they figure something out. Maybe the Suns, that was a one-year aberration and they just fall down, right? Like there's there's a chance that, that was they have my some next regression. Thing. That was my next question of if there what's a team in the West that you think will exceed their expectation or their tier, whatever we put them in. What's a team that we think could possibly go backwards some? And for me, it's the Suns because so much hinged last year on a 35, 36, you know, 37-year-old Chris Paul. If Chris Paul <laughs> Yeah, if Chris Paul does take a step back, which I mean he had an incredible season. How much does the Suns team take a step back, even though their young guys are getting better? I don't think they, they like drop, you know, completely, but no. it wouldn't shock me either if they fall from, you know, second in the West down to five or six either. Like I would not be shocked by that. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a team that was on like a what what's their pace right here? This is like a sixty something win pace, right? <laughs> yeah, and and I I was very like I was down on the Suns wins. last year because I questioned Chris Paul's you know, health and his age and everything. And uh, yeah, some Suns fans had fun with that quote tweet. They're like, oh, this guy, you know, he had, the, he didn't even know if the Suns would make the play in and all of that. But okay. So the next group, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Kings for me is in that next tier. Are one of those teams or is there another team well, in that the, next? I forgot the Blazers. Oh, I put the Blazers with the Clippers, Nuggets and Mavs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's a that's a tier right now with Damian Lillard. I I, I can't put them any yeah. lower than that. And I mean, it's still a really, really good team. Yeah. So and so out, outside of I mean, OK, so that's eight teams right there. Lakers, Suns, Jazz, Warriors, Mavericks, Nuggets, Clippers, Blazers. That's eight teams. Yeah. Then I think there is a drop to Memphis and then probably Memphis is in a tier by themselves and then New Orleans and Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at Memphis. They were Four games above 500 last year, and you expect them with the Jonas trade. Like, you're not sure. Did they get better? Did they get worse? They're kind of one of those teams that you're not really sure whether they improved or not. Uh, John hey, they have this second-year guy. I don't know if you've heard of him, Desmond Bain. And he's been having a really good summer league. He had a good rookie. 
Shut it down. Shut it. But realistically, though, I mean, if John Morant takes another leap, if Jaron Jackson Jr. stays healthy, Dylan Brooks was solid for him last year. De'Anthony Melton, Desmond Bain, they have some young guys. And then, like, can they get any? Can they get any value out of Stephen Adams? Out of if they keep Eric Bledsoe, Tyus Jones isn't bad. What's Zaire Williams in year one? Like, they're a candidate too. That I think their coach is good. I think I love Jaw. They're a candidate where if they if they pass up something or if like Portland does trade Damian Lillard, I think they're the natural team to move up in the in the standings. Yeah. So who do they, who do they rise above then? Portland if they trade Lillard, that's the only one. Clippers, Nuggets, I guess if they kind of fall. See, Maver- if if Luca gets hurt, I mean the Mavericks are just done, right? Like the thing the thing with the Clippers and the Nuggets is. I think they're still going to have good records, but it just makes any type of like bigger injury for them so much worse. Yeah. Like if the Nuggets go out there and they lose, yeah, an additional one. If they go out there, like they just can't have any other bigger injuries on their team. If the Clippers lose Paul George for, you know, three weeks to a sprained ankle or something, like that is massive for them. And so they're going to drop in that case. So if, you know, Portland trades Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons. What is, you know, how, where are they? Like, how good are they? Are they the same level as Memphis or are they New Orleans at that point? I just don't know what they are. So, Memphis is, yeah. So, we would say, what? I was, I was going to move on. We we would say that Memphis is a tier in themselves. Yeah. I think Memphis tier themselves. And then I had the Pelicans and Kings together. And then after that's the bottom four of Minnesota, San Antonio, Houston, and OKC. Yeah, San Antonio actively got worse. DeMar DeRozan's gone. They, you know, got younger in the draft, even younger with Josh Primo, the youngest guy in the draft. They're definitely... They did get Zach Collins, though. Big addition. <laughs> they are definitely going in direction. The Timberwolves should be the best team out of this group, but I don't see them being better than the Kings, Pelicans, you know, like Grizzlies. That's like your next team up, man. That's so hard to get yeah. even better than, than that, like to get outside of that top, that bottom five in the, the West is going to be hard. The West compared to the East, this is the first year I think you're, you can say from top to bottom, the East should be better. Like you look at the playing group for the West right now, just let's just say those top eight teams are set in, or, you know, those top six teams. You're looking at, let's just say the Clippers, Blazers, Grizzlies, and I mean, the Grizzlies and Pelicans or Grizzlies and Kings, like those yeah. could be compared to the East, like that could be Chicago and Charlotte. You know, like that, those are fun, good teams. So that is fascinating to take a look. So we think the Mavericks are, should be right where they were last year, five, right? Like they should be right there. I yeah. could see them definitely getting into that top three that, you know, the top four, I guess, especially if a lot of things go right for them. If, if the Jason Kidd hire does work, if Porzingis gets back to, you know, form defensively, if that would be massive for the Mavericks, Luca takes another step up. We're not even considering that because of just the step that he's already at right now. But that is definitely something that could happen. So, all right, let's. Uh, there you go. That's a, a bunch of stuff about the, the Western Conference. You want to talk more about uh, the standings and and uh, where the Mavericks or, or who are the, the. You're looking at me like, where are you going? I'm trying to see where you're going with this. Now, I think there's also a two like, look at the teams that we have over the Mavericks and look at their biggest question marks. Like the Warriors, Clay Thompson, what will he be injury coming huge back question. from all those injuries? The Jazz and Suns, how much does an aging Mike Conley and a Chris Paul matter to that team to where if they take a a step back because of their age, 
Like even taking a step further and looking at like the Lakers, what if LeBron does finally take a step back and he shows that he's human or, you know, like that, those are bigger question marks. You know, Dallas's biggest question mark is Christoph Porzingis. Like we can go down yeah. the line of, you know, every one of these teams have big, huge question marks outside of, you know, the random injuries that can happen any moment. But that's the, that's the selling card for Dallas is okay. Well, some of these teams that are going to be above us in the standings outside the Lakers, like they're really relying on some aging players. That's key part of the rotations and Mike Conley and Chris Paul and, uh, returning, you know, Clay Thompson from a major injury. That's probably what they're telling themselves right now too. Of like, hey, we're fully healthy. We're younger. Let's yeah. do this. We can, we're going to take the next step because we're bringing back the same squad. And the Mavericks are bringing back the same squad essentially too. But they are also they're they're young and they've got. Okay, guys okay let me ask you what. Can I ask coming, you one more thing? Yeah, no. Coming up, let's get into your one more thing because we're we're way we're way past it. Here, one more thing. Uh, we'll talk about Isaac's one more thing that I don't know what it is. <laughs> talk about. Uh, we'll hear from Josh Green. He had a question from Jalen Brunson. It's really great. I want to show it to you coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. And they did something really cool where they went to BYU. They're, they're a company based in Utah. And they went and they paid the tuition for 36 walk-on players for BYU's football team. An incredible, incredible thing for Bill Bar to do, giving back, doing something good. Uh, there's a great video. BYU football tweeted it out. We we tweeted it from from at Locked On uh, Network. Go follow that account on Twitter. But it's an incredible company, and so go support them by buying bars that also taste great and buying a product that you'll also love. So go get them. Built Bar, they are in, uh, incredibly good. They're covered in 100% chocolate, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. 4 to 5. It's crazy. Built Bar, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order, your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about the standings. You have one more thing always. If the Mavericks land Drogic, do they move up a tier? Or slash, could they, would any of the potential rumored deals move them up a tier? If they land Drogic and Markkinen, if they get Ricky Rubio and Markkinen, any more type of those moves that you would say they're on that same level, the Warriors and Jazz and Suns? I think if they get Drogic, I think they move up a tier. I have them like almost at that tier anyway with the, you know, with the Warriors essentially. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think I would put them up there. I think that there's enough that can go better or worse. Like, the Suns were only nine games better, nine wins better than the Mavericks last year. Like, there's a lot of different, you know, regression. It's a lot, though. It's a, it's a lot, but still, like, nine games you can make up in the Suns being a little bit worse, the Mavs being a little bit better, right, if, if both those things yeah. happen. So, uh, and that could happen to any of the top four teams is all I'm saying. I'm not just picking on the Suns, but... Uh, yeah, I think that that I think that the Mavericks, if they do get somebody like that, that adds a different dimension that they don't necessarily have right now that would take them, which is why we've been talking about it so much. Some people are like, I'm so done talking about Dragic. Yep. Well, he's the last player that the Mavericks had have really targeted that's still out there besides maybe marketing. And he would you would check off that secondary career, that secondary scorer, secondary creator type player that they've needed. And they do need it for a reason. And we talk. I'm just going to let me. We talk about the Dragic stuff because we're a daily podcast that talks about the Mavericks. And because that's the one thing that we all know that they're waiting on. So 
Yes, why are we obsessed with the Dragic stuff? Because it's the ongoing thing that we're all waiting on, that the Mavericks are waiting on too. This isn't something we just dreamed up, that we're just like, hey, talking every day. I would love to be talking about Terry Rozier every day, even though I do. <laughs> but in a realistic way, there's no rumors attached to that. There is with Goran Dragic. So that's why we have been talking about it. Let's you, talk to Josh Wait, Green. you said there's what? What? Uh, let's hear from Josh Green. He spoke to the media about... You know, Summer League, about the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. Some pretty good stuff. He answered the question about why he's not playing in Summer League. And I went on a little bit of a rant the other day about Josh Green not playing in Summer League. And this answer did not make me feel better. He basically said, well, the time zone is different. The time change is tough on the on the body. And it's not like I'm not doing stuff here. I'm still working out and I'm working hard. These practices have been some of the hardest practices I've had and since you know joining the NBA and all this stuff. Basically, the answer was there's no reason for him not to play in Summer League, right? Because Usman Garuba is going to be playing in Summer League. And Brianna Stewart is playing in the WNBA, like, real games right now after she just got done with the Olympics and their gold medal run. Like, there's no reason why Josh Green shouldn't be playing in Summer League right now. Uh, besides, maybe this this team is not very good with, with the Mavericks and they didn't want to put him out there and be like, all right, you're a go-to guy when that's not really what you do, right? Like, it just doesn't – he doesn't really compliment yeah. the rest of these players well. I guess you could talk yourself into that, but – yeah, the, that answer did not make me feel better about their reason to not play Josh Green. Yes, they have reasons for not playing Josh Green. Uh, but this one was a great answer, I thought, from Jalen. A question from Jalen Brunson. I'm just going to go ahead and play it. Uh, hopefully, you can hear it here. The it's a great. The video is incredible too. He's like sitting in a hotel room. The video is like in 4K or something like that. So uh, here you go. Question from Jalen Brunson to Josh Green. All right, we've got a question from Jalen Brunson. Josh, how you doing? Jeff Bunsen from the Dallas Mavericks. Um, just want to know, one, what age were you when you realized Maxi Kleber was your idol? That's the first question. Second question, what was your what was your daily schedule during the Olympics? You know, how did you, what, was, what were you doing? The people want to know. And third, what was the third question? Uh, oh, no third question. <laughs> that's, that's a good question, Jalen. Now I can see what you went to college for. Um... To answer that, I would say uh, Maxie's been an inspiration to everyone. I mean, I think from the, from the day I got to Dallas and as a kid, he's always been a role. He's always been a great role model. And, uh, as a kid. you know, I just like how relaxed he is, how calm he is. And, uh, you know, I try to take that con- consideration. How calm? Um, I forgot your second question. My Olympic schedule. My Olympic schedule? Yeah, just life. That's a terrible question. Dave. Um, <laughs> And what was the third question? You didn't give him. All right. Thank you, Jalen. Uh, well, if you want to finish school, I mean, maybe you can answer my second question, but I decided not to. So have a great day, Josh. Hilarious stuff. He asked him, what's his Olympic schedule? And then when did he when did he know as a kid that Maxi Kleber was his idol? Uh, I think it's because Maxi and Brunson have been together. They've been posting stuff and back and forth. They've been, I think I'm pretty sure Maxi was sitting right next to him when he asked that question. <laughs> was my was my guess there, but I thought that that was hilarious hearing from them. <laughs> I knew that Maxi was my role model since I was you know a kid. <laughs> it's like, I like you're like 18. I do like how he just went along with it, right? Because that's a BS answer, but he did it like he went along with the bit. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was a solid, great answer by him. <laughs> thought it was great. Hopefully, you enjoyed uh, Josh Green. 
Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Subscribe if you haven't already. You guys have been coming out. The Raccoon Squad is strong right now. Like, just strong. Like, we're going, like, it's wild. Well, let's talk about this since it's the end of the podcast. We've been going, like, 5,000 views every single day on our daily episodes on, on YouTube. Like, 5,000 or more, like, every single day, which is just insane to me. I'm very grateful for the Raccoon Squad that shows up. Uh, and the podcast numbers have not been touched basically they've they've only increased since adding youtube so thank you to everybody that subscribed if you're not we're inching our way to seven thousand subscribers how crazy let's go how crazy and and uh you know we've obviously been waiting for free agency to kind of die down end Uh, so we kind of finished up this week starting next week we're going to start bringing back some off-season schedule stuff and bringing back some days if you've been listening for the past four years uh, you know the off season. We we like to bring back some game pod episodes. Ooh. We do you know some what if Wednesdays. What if Wednesday. Which shout out to the guy who came up to me at the pub in McKinney <laughs> and said, "Dude, I love what if Wednesdays from previous off season." IRL so came up to you. Yeah, and we'll try to bring some some cool guests on. Uh, guests are a little bit easier to bring on in the off season, just because we're we normally get in the routine and grind of the season and post game pods and all that. So. Got some fun Message. stuff planned for the next like five weeks, and then we'll have freaking media day in the season. <laughs> this will be the shortest offseason. I think people are gonna uh, are under underestimating how quick this is gonna feel when media day gets here. Unless the Dragic thing just doesn't happen for another like four weeks, then they'll be like, "This has felt like the longest offseason ever because it just keeps dragging." On. No, you know what's gonna happen? We're gonna set a schedule. We're gonna be on our like routine, and then Dragic is gonna happen, and then like marketing is <laughs> gonna happen, and we're gonna like all of our schedule stuff <laughs> totally is all thrown throw on. us off our groove. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Uh, I forgot your second question. Olympic schedule. My Olympic schedule. Yeah, I just ate life. That's a terrible question. Um, <laughs> and what was the third question? No, they didn't have a third question. All right. He already, he Thank you, Jalen. Uh, well, if you want to finish school, I mean, maybe you can answer my second question, but. <laughs>